0: Hello loves, and welcome to Living by Design podcast with me, your host, Amber Williams. I am an energetic designer, a transformational coach, and a personal development expert. Living by Design podcast is not only a podcast, but it's a guide on how to design the life of your dreams. I get to share my tips, tools, and information on energetic design, business manifestation, and personal development. And along the way, I'll have other experts in here who will share their wisdom. I'm so honored to have you on this journey with me, and I'm so grateful that I get to connect with so many amazing souls every day. And this is my gift on sharing my wisdom with the world. So I'm so honored to have you, and let's get into this podcast. Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you back to another Living by Design episode with me, and today I have one of my sacred circle priestess sisters that we connected with last year on this episode, and this is going to be a really good one because I feel like it's right around the time of the new moon, Jupiter just went in the retrograde, so I feel really good about this, but we have Dr. Umber Magic and I'm going to let her introduce you, introduce herself and tell you who she is, what she does, and then we're gonna get into the interview.
1: Hello, Amber. Hi. So um, my name is Dr. Amber Magic. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a doula. Um, I'm training to be a midwife. I'm an astrologer. I'm a high priestess. And um, overall, I'm a quantum birth keeper, and um, I really like to support m- moms and women um, in their perinatal, prenatal, postnatal pregnancy journeys, and I am really um, a champion of adjusting children really young. Um, and I'm practicing currently in sunny South Florida in Boca Raton. And that's it. That's all I got for now.
0: Well, welcome, Umber. And I'm so honored to have you on this episode. I even feel like I'm feeling kind of chill and just kind of like, you know, like real zoned in right now. And I want everybody to know how we met and really how this divine connection came together is from a mutual, our own mutual teacher and friend, Tasha. Mm -hmm. um but we were in a sacred circle together and I'm gonna just let Amber kind of just really go just go back to that day we're not going to go into the circle but just actually how we all connected and afterwards you know how we've just kept in touch
1: yeah so I've been working with Tasha since 2020 um and a lot of things have shifted in that season uh since that season Since, like, I mean, obviously, everything in the world has shifted since 2020. We all know that. But Mm -hmm. um, that was a big um, jump for me. It was a big enlightenment jump for me. And I really appreciated that because I've been on the path now for like over 10 years and doing this work. And when people say they woke up at a certain time, you know, like I woke up around 2011, 2012. And that's when I started asking those big questions like, who is God? And, you know, how do we get here? And what does it mean to be awake or enlightened? I remember I read Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, Game Changer. Mm game changer Um, because that's really kind of what spurred me into asking really intense questions and um, I'm raised Muslim and I still consider myself Muslim for all intents and purposes Um, but I think that I'm definitely bigger than that spiritually and um, the way that I believe and so Tasha's circles are really like an opportunity to sit and connect with women and since then this year I started hosting circles that was a big like push for me so the circle that you and I met at that was a huge huge drop I think it was like the bees honeybees right and there was it was a temple of gold so it was was. like there was like a layer of in that there was something more sacred about that circle because it was an opportunity for people to be standing on the precipice and a lot of us in that circle at that time we were standing on the precipice of a new journey And I had just graduated from chiropractic school and I was about to go to Mexico to serve people. And I had no idea what was coming for me. Like I was like, oh, I'm on sabbatical. Oh, I'm on sabbatical. And I was like, I'm going to rest. It's going to be great. But there was a whole other ocean to cross that I didn't know about at the time. And that particular circle, I had had a seminar with a teacher and then I was staying with a friend and I couldn't, I didn't have my computer and I didn't know what was going to drive back. So I ended up staying at my friend's place and I was sitting up against his wall and there was a Sri Yantra behind me. And we were all doing there. and I had logged in from his Zoom. So it was really funny. And a lot of things were dropping in that circle and I got to connect with you. And I think Sabrina was in that circle. Dolores was in that circle. um, uh, um, Marianne was in that circle. uh, Shay Retrograde was in that circle. That was a huge circle. And if I forgot anybody, I love you. That was a Mm -hmm. huge circle. And it was so powerful and so potent. And all of us had these incredible things that were coming in. And that was the circle where my logo dropped in. Like I Mm -hmm. I was thinking about what my logo was going to be like for so long. and I knew it was going to say magic on there somewhere. And then that was the circle where I kept thinking about the Sri Yantra. I kept thinking of a Sri Yantra and then I moved my head and I turned the, like I was this and the cameras and there's a Sri Yantra behind my head. And I was like, Sometimes just like spirit speaks to you in a way where you're just like it does. So much like, came through
0: that came through that circle, but it really just it really solidified that we were all, if we were all kind of denying it that we've all been on this high priestess path, because you know, we were in that circle. At the end of the circle, Tasha was like, You guys know you guys are all priestess. This was, it was a priestess circle. And really to tell the truth, after I we got in that, we did that circle, that's when I really stepped in and I was initiated into a priestess lineage after and then met another, uh, my next teacher that I started working with. And it's just been like, it's been a lot of even more, not, I don't even wanna use the word deconditioning, but just going deeper, I, I, I knew, especially being on this path, you go deep, but like this past year after coming out of that circle, it, I just told my teacher, like, there's no way turning back. And it's just like, everybody that I've met, and if you work with ISIS, like, chances are, everybody in that circle, we all work with ISIS, right? And we everybody all- Everybody in
1: Tasha's, I mean, I can't say this specifically, but from what I can tell, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's confirmed this. She does have a very tight container. She's told me this before. Her container's tight. So you can't come in that circle or in her containers until you're, like, ready to do the work. So she knows that. I think that if you come into her circles, you're related to ISIS in some way. Because okay, she said that in the
0: circle. She said okay. that at the end. She was like, anybody that works with me is ISIS. And she's like, exactly. outside of that, they try to work with her and they're not of it. Like it just doesn't go through. And I'm, and I, I so resonate with that now when I look at it. Everybody that's working with me, all the places, like I'm in Houston right now, and this is my childhood friend. She works with ISIS and we came back together and started like just, just a couple months ago, like me and her reconnected and she works deeply with ISIS. But I wanted to jump into it because you kind of asked, you kind of answered some of the question that I was gonna ask next was, what was the catalyst that brought you to where you are? So I know you you talked about your spiritual awakening in 2001, but now you're in private practice. What made you choose the modality of chiropractic, uh, chiro- chiro I can't even talk chiropractic school and what made you when you were doing that you were going through your awakening what was the thought of how you're going to because they're so all aligned you know when I work with somebody like that in that con- context of modality I have to have someone who understands like you say you're a quantum birth with birth worker or understand records, like because all of those things intertwine so like how did you get to that part
1: okay so it's funny because I've been asked this before but in a different way the path is a spiral Mm -hmm. a spiral staircase in my opinion it's a spiral staircase I started in the path in 2011 not one one would be cool but I was like 11, I think in 2001. So I was 2011. I was like 20, 21. Started to put in this time and this effort to look at myself and become more aware of stuff. And so for a long time, I wasn't looking at this. I was looking Mm. out there. I thought all the answers were out there as we Mm -hmm. all do. We all think that the answers are out there. So we spend time reading books, which obviously is important. We spend time consulting with our elders, consulting with our like, um, Like in my culture, we have like imams. I got very religious that time. I was really Islamic religious. I was in, uh, I was teaching Friday school at the mosque. This was before I uh, got married. This was before I, this was right after graduation of college. I went to Florida state. I graduated. I'm asking all these questions. I started getting very religious. My senior year of college, like I completely stopped drinking. I stopped smoking. I stopped talking to dudes. And I was literally just in my like religious phase. I was about to become a hijabi. Like that's where I was at at the time. Okay. So for me, God felt like this place that was comfortable. And I had grown up constantly in my life talking to God at night. That's just a habit that I had as a kid, as a baby, like as like a two, three year old, you know, like I remember like some of my earliest memories of my life are just praying in bed with my mom, you know, it was like in my wedding speech, my brother, that like the first thing I ever remember doing was praying for my brother and then he was born. And I was like, wow, like I prayed for that and it happened, um, He's a big deal to me. So side note. So then I'm going through the process of like learning about myself and I thought all the answers were there. So I'm reading a lot of stuff. And then I met my previous husband and him and I at the time were like two really powerful beings that did not understand anything but wanted to find out more. So we connected in a way that allowed our crown chakras to really open and in the process like we really fell in love with each other and we defied a lot of odds by getting married because he was a white boy and I was a Pakistani uh my parents are immigrants like I was born here but obviously it was a big deal at the time like it was a very like oh my god nobody does this nobody marries outside the culture and I did and um he was so much of the essence of my awakening because obviously like him and i learned a lot of stuff together and then we we would read like the tablets of thoth together oh, Emerald wow. tablets. We'd, like that was our that was our like bedtime routine we would like sit and we would read a verse yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. sexy. sexy right um <laughs> we would read passages from the quran like he had his parents were pastors so he was he was oh, wow. very well run the Bible. So we would get the Bible and we would get the Quran and we would read verses together. And we would compare like that, it was the same essence of the same esoteric, you know, beginnings, you know, in those in those traditions. And so there was just a lot of like theosophy and spiritual and philosophy work that we lit up in each other. And um, anyways, our marriage was a lot of things. Um, obviously marriage is a lot of things and sometimes it's, it weighs out as being way better and not, but for us, like we really, we broke each other down. Um, that's putting it very politely. We broke each other down and obviously there's still a lot of love there. Like that person changed my life. He'll always be like a part of my heart. I'm, I'm going to love him forever. But the day that I signed those divorce papers was as happy of a day in my life as the day oh. that I married him. So like, I can say with both things, the duality of our relationship was like, he was the best friend I ever had and he was the worst friend I ever had. He was the best person that I've ever loved and he was the worst person that I've ever loved. Like he was, marrying him was the happiest thing that ever happened in my life and divorcing him was the happiest thing that ever happened in my life. And I just, it being in the extremes with him, like we were in the extremes together. I mean, we rode them together. Um, And he's well now. He's doing well. He's got a great life. And I have so much love and respect for him now because it's been at this point now, it's been so many years. And so your original question is about how did I get to this point? But it's a spiral. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So after my relationship with my previous husband was over, I started yoga school. He started to go back into his own previous like faith. So there was a disconnect from us in a lot of ways. And that's just where our chapter ended. But my divorce was the reason it was like the fertilizer of my life. Like nothing in my life has ever given me that much like deep nourishment because as crazy as it sounds like that was the healthiest I was in my life. I was working out consistently. I went to therapy every single week. I started to really learn who I was. I became, I started to go to yoga school. The day that I signed the papers, like that weekend was my first class or the day that my papers or the day that my papers were finalized. The day that I got my divorce decree, it was September 24th, 2015. And we had spent nine months in separation and we got separated in December. And then I moved to back to Florida in January. And from January to September, I did deep work therapy every day, asking those inner questions. And now all of a sudden I'm asking everything out there. And then it's in here. I was asking Mm -hmm. in here and that's when it became about like, who the fuck am I? What am I doing here? Why did I get married to somebody that I couldn't stay with? Why am I divorcing somebody that I wanted to be married to? Like what's happening in my life right now? Like, what is this thing? And so I was like, I was obviously I was working, but I was doing like probably way more work here on a consistent basis. And so I was asking a lot of really intense questions and I was answering those in really intense questions and God just kept them up. And that's actually the season where Kali started to come up into my life deeply. I started seeing her in my dreams. I started to like open up a Tumblr page and she'd be the first picture on there. Um, I would literally just be doing nothing on the internet. I was just scrolling and then Kali pictures would show up. And I just be like, what? Like she's coming in my dreams and now she's showing up on the internet. And like, I couldn't stop thinking about her. And I would pull those goddess, you know, those original goddess decks, like the Doreen Virtue deck. It was like yeah. the goddess deck by Doreen Virtue. It was an old school deck. I had that and I was, it was like just pulling cards and I would get Kali all the time over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And she is the goddess. She's a Hindu goddess. And she's um one of the versions, one of the like uh, manifestations of Shakti and Parvati. And she, she's all about endings and beginnings. Kali is the divine energy of birth, rebirth, death, destruction. Like she is, she's the one who creates and sustains life. I wanted to say Kali is 2020. Mm. Kali's, 2020. Kali's, Kali 2020. Was 2020. Kali's 2020. Kali's 2022. Kali is just, Kali is just. Kali Kali is who
0: we're dealing with right now because we can't even move into the new earth we have to destroy everything everybody and all the people that are ready to witness it if they're not Kali has just come in and she is she is one of the one of the probably one of the first two goddesses I work with her and Lakshmi um so Kylie's my girl, and when she would just come in and tear things down, it's like, now I'm like, people are like, but how do you bounce back? I'm like, because it was meant to happen. I just have to, you know, whatever needs to be burned down, I'm just going to allow things to just burn itself down. I think it's so beautiful how, you know, because I, I can assume you're, you're still, I don't, I don't know how people are with ages, are still in your 20s, right? I'm 32. Okay, you're 32. Okay. But for you to be in deep, be in this place in your life to do the inner work like you've been doing, um, I commend you because some people don't start doing that till they're 40 years old. Sometimes you know? they
1: never fucking do it. You want to be really honest?
0: Yeah, that's why they never do it. Somebody said the other day, people are like, everyone's healing. I'm like, no, they're not get that from everybody's healing
1: actually everyone is most likely disassociating that's what people are doing I do it too like we we all gotta do to survive like shit's crazy out here sometimes I'm like doing stuff and I'm just like all of a sudden I'm like man it would be so cool to just be on an island right now and just like disappear into the abyss of like you know have my own little cave and like just like live off the land like my
0: little delusional little world I'm 41 years old and I've been Whoa. doing this.
1: My moon I've is in been... Pisces.
0: You said what? My moon is in Pisces. Oh, I'm a Libra moon, but I'm a, Pis- I'm a, I'm a Pisces rising. So I know I you. Know.
1: What I'm trying to say is that my moon is in Pisces and I literally have delusional worlds playing on tabs in the background at all times. You start acting up, I'm going in one of those. I'm like, I'm gone. Like people try to say like, oh, where did she go? Like I'm in a fucking spaceship and I have disappeared. Like, try I mean, try me like how do you think i survived my household like as a kid like you have my to. own fucking head my own fucking head
0: question i have a question so um i know you you um I'm
1: putting a pin in the astrology. story i'm done with the story just so you know you said what i said we're putting a little pin in the story because i wasn't done with the story by the way
0: oh i'm sorry okay uh, this is gonna i'm asking you about this and then i want you to go back to the story astrology Do you use, do you practice mainly Western astrology or do you do Vedic too?
1: Okay. The way that I've learned it is Western, tropical. I'm a big fan. I love it. But I got my side real chart, sidereal chart read by Destiny Turner. She's one of my really good friends. And she's one of my sisters. And after she read it, I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I have to learn a whole new language now. <laughs> like, fuck. But I just also started giving astrology readings for cash because in the past, I've always just done it for free. And I finally was like, okay, I'm charging. And uh, I'm not even charging a little bit now. Like my prices went from free to like high grade prices.
0: Get your worth, girl.
1: Get your, your worth. I didn't charge anybody for 10 years. You could have all had it for free and then all the day,
0: pulling those charts running through all that stuff like that's math either. that's all
1: kind of stuff all that math all, I'm charging for the math <laughs> yeah I'm charging for the math anyway um what was I trying to say there was words so so I'm I'm a fan of tropical I love tropical but I'm starting to really understand that there's benefit in knowing both but like, you know, I'm I'm one of those like forever student kind of people. like I just learn stuff to learn stuff for fun. So like when I get to that point where I'm ready to learn Sidreal, I'm open to it. But right now, the readings I give are tropical. Um, and I think it applies for me and where I'm at. But like, I know that there's gonna come a day where I'm not even gonna be able to do tropical anymore. and I just I'm not ready for that day yet. <laughs> so I've <I'm> like, <laughs> I've told them, like, please, like take it easy with me because I'm still like processing because I I do um, karmic astrology so like because i can read akashic records and because i can read astrology i just combine them and i when i do a chart reading for somebody i can tell them about past life stuff as it comes and i can tell them about like what their objective is for this life and moving forward and um i'm able to engage and understand like between synastry readings and composite readings like um how you two were connected before and oh wait 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 wait. what 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 because i feel like i'm about to be booking a session Book sure. a session. Book a session. Dude, um, Have everybody listening, y'all can put all book a session. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. Come at me. Like,
0: we're uh, we gonna give all your information after this. But with the the um the how do you say it again? I can't even say it because I I do I do astrology too. But as far as sun I can't even say synastry? the word. I'm
1: not synastry? Synastry. and that has to do with relationship. You're trying too hard, girl. You're trying too hard. <laughs> Sinastry. 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 Sometimes people, say, sometimes people say sinistry, which I think is like, it sounds almost sinister. And I'm like, okay. sinistry. Like, what? Astrology is its own game out here. <laughs> Not everyone's cashing out. People are like, because for a long time, I was reading the books. I was going to the teachers. I was learning, like, firsthand, I was paying for the really expensive readings, getting an analysis of my chart. And I was learning it like that. Now, bitches got memes on Instagram. And I'm like, y'all making money from this and I'm not making money from this. Like I had a whole come to Jesus moment about when I started my business. I was like, I had my friend literally had me write down all of my skill sets and all the things that I'm licensed in and all the things that I have certificates for and all the things I know and all the programs I've done. It was a list of like 25 things. And she's like, what are you making money from? And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh I'm glad, you. I'm glad God. you there. I'm glad you are there oh because God. I've been giving it away for free for so fucking long. We're done giving it away for free. We're fucking done. I literally, okay. So there was a man last year There was a man last year that it did not work out with, that I wanted it to work out with. And oh my God, when I tell you that I analyzed this motherfucker's birth chart, I literally looked at it from every fucking angle, every fucking house, every degree. I was like, and I'm looking at my chart and his chart, I'm comparing the synastries, I'm comparing the composites. And I'm just like, this motherfucker is lying to me. Like he loves me, he loves me. And I'm literally sitting here and I'm like delusional in my own fucking head. Because I'm like looking at his chart and my chart, I'm like, there's just no way, like there's no fucking way we're not together. Like I literally had to release that so many times. It's embarrassing to talk about, it's embarrassing. Like snatch my edges, embarrassing to talk about this. Like I'm done talking about it, I'm so done.
0: People need to know because being being a spiritual worker and and doing this type of work and you're always like all your friends you're like yeah you said that because you got this in this house and that I mean that's just who we are love us for who we are that's who we are I mean you know I do human design too so I'll be knowing everybody's human design if I date you your human design I mean when I work with my clients specifically I'm pulling all of their stuff so I can know yes yeah you
1: no, yes. you didn't. Yes. Guess what I am. You
0: need to know who you're working with.
1: Guess who I am. Are you an MG? Everyone thinks that about me, though. Every single person thinks that about me. Because you're pretty powerful. Manifester? I don't like to guess. <laughs> Are you a reflector yes. or a projector? I'm an emotional generator.
0: Oh,
1: okay. With a 3 5. 3 5. Oh, you're a
0: 3 5. Okay, I can see that that fifth line where you can talk to everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. I I definitely can. I have a skill set of being so a, ha- enjoying that
0: emotional wave because i am i am a um, I'm a four six emotional projector. Ooh. So that emotional wave, I don't think people have really tapped into understanding what it means with the emotional wave, like what it looks like. You know what it looks what like. What it looks like. It's, what it looks like. What it feels like. Um, and how it's like you could be sitting there fine one day when I had the most amazing day. And then, like, I had it yesterday. I was having the most amazing day. I flew to um, Houston. And then, all of a sudden, the emotional wave came in. And last this morning, I woke up processing. I'm tired of processing shit. I'm tired of processing shit. I'm tired of, I'm tired of all these damn soul lessons you know, and I understand that I have to go through them. I know I understand I'm doing the work, but sometimes I'm just tired. And, you know, my teacher's like, it's okay. I'm like, sometimes I'm just tired. Like people do not even understand. And then on top of that being in this, and I'm saying this on my podcast, this, um, this shitty world we live in where people are just not appreciative of people where people are just, people are not intentional. I've just been talking about that lately how people are just not intentional and I, and I literally just can't be around people who don't appreciate the person they're with it's just like people are just I know people are dealing with stuff but like say it say that's what you're doing with, and you and, and you need to take some time and process people just have the shittiest communication skills and I, I can't deal because that is why people get mad at people like you and I because we wear our heart on our sleeves, we speak our truth, we process our shit, we tell you when we don't like it, you know, you know, I'm now to the point where like I tell you like, no, I didn't like that, that didn't make me feel good and, and, and I don't appreciate it, please do not treat me like that again. And people are used to being treated like shit, people are used to treating other people like shit and I'm just like, I, I'd rather just not hang around with anybody. If people are going to just treat people that way. Yeah, I agree. But let's get back on, we got to get back on you. No, you're <laughs> we, we've been talking about it. And I, and I really want to, and I know you were like, we would have put a pin on the thing, put a pin in it. We started talking about astrology. You know, you are a doula. You also are postpartum for abortion, which that's been huge right now. A lot of women do not even know they have these options, you know, for postpartum and for, and, and I, and I have a 17 year old child and I suffered from postpartum depression. And I know if I do have another child, which I'm 41 and I am still viable and have a healthy living body to have another child that I will not go without having a doula or postpartum doula. I think women do not understand. It was like I never suffered from depression until after I had my son. It was like after I had him, it was like one of the most spiritual experiences when he was born. But it was the disassociation of my body after I had him and I went into this this tailspin of just depression and it was just like, and I really want you to kind of like walk through that process of like working with somebody and then, you know, we can go back to that pin that you put back in, you know.
1: So the moment after you give birth, the first like, 48 to 72 hours, you have a drop in your hormones. It is the most intense drop in the history of humankind on any capacity, like in any kind of situation, there's never a higher hormone uh, drop. So what that means essentially is that you look insane. You look like your moods literally go fucking haywire. And it doesn't happen in to any other like it doesn't happen to anything else and it doesn't happen at any other point besides the moment after you give birth and the whole point of me saying that is that there's just not enough space in our culture still for honoring women in the birthing process mm. there's just not enough space for it still women are these goddesses that are portals that open up to release human life and we just consider it casual. And when we talk about birth, we have to talk about it with this pretext of a hospital, like, oh, I have to have my baby in a hospital. No, I am somebody that's here to remind women, your body was made to birth a baby. Do not forget that every month for the last, I don't know how many fucking years we've had periods because our body is preparing us for the idea of pregnancy and birth. We are made to do this. And women that have this issue with their own power are women that I either empower or women that hate my fucking guts because I remind them of the fact that they don't want to be powerful. Because you know what? It's not fucking easy doing this work. It's not easy. I have had to die so many times in this life to be reborn. It's not an easy process. Every time I die, it's terrifying. People think I do this and I act this way for shits and giggles and for fun. My energy is this savage and this this intense because I embody Kali. Like I'm literally here for women who are birthing. And I'm the one that looks women in the eye during birth. And I say, you know how to do this. You were made for this. Because there's a moment when a woman gives birth and I've read about it in almost every story I've ever read. There's a moment right before baby comes where she says, I'm dying. I'm gonna die. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I need to go to a hospital. Somebody needs to get this baby out of me because she just wants to fucking give up. And I know it because I go through that shit every time I have to die and be reborn to myself. I know what that moment is because I felt it in myself. So when I actually have kids and I give birth, like, I know what that moment feels like, and it's probably going to be the worst pain of my entire life. I can't even imagine physically what it's going to feel like. But to me, like being in support of a woman in that birthing time is the most important thing. The work that I decided to do was mostly based on postpartum abortion and miscarriage. And because I did not enjoy the process of pregnancy with women. Also the last couple of years I was in chiropractic school, It was hard for me to give that much dedication, time to somebody. I don't personally enjoy being a pregnancy doula. I really enjoy being a postpartum doula. I really am good at being a miscarriage and abortion doula because I'm really good at talking about grief and loss. I've experienced a lot of it. I'm really good about processing it and helping people process it. So in a lot of ways, like the kind of doula work that I'm doing is postpartum, abortion, miscarriage, like loss, or birth doula. Like being in that moment with a woman, you need somebody that's going to fucking anchor you, but also remind you and empower you. And- That's
0: the word right there, anchor you. That's yeah. The
1: word. And usually like now we're lucky enough to have partners, you know, that hold us and like empower us and anchor us, you know, but like women 50 years ago or 60 years ago, they would be put on some kind of fucking medication and they would go into twilight zones. That was America in the sixties.
0: It was, it was, it was yeah. like
1: twilight zone births, you know? And so right now the birth work that we're back at is this quantum birth work. So I'm trained by Wapio Bartlett. She's phenomenal. She runs the Matrona. All of her stuff is online. So she offers her doula certifications online. She offers her midwifery certification online. The midwifery program is it takes about 18 months. If you do it consistently every day, I've mm-hmm. been in the program now since 2020 because I started it. I thought I was gonna be able to finish it while I was in school with chiropractic. That was a joke because chiropractic took up, took up all my time and I was doing yeah. and I had so much going on. So I'm still in the process of doing my birth work classes with her, uh, with the matrona. But when I finish with that, I'll be an independent midwife. Um, which means oh that God. you're doing a free birth and I'm just there to support you, but I'm not like licensed midwife. Like that's not what I'm doing. And every, every state has different rules about that. And I don't know where I'm going to be, which state I'm going to be in when I, you know, finish this process. Cause I don't plan on staying in Florida forever. Anyway, I went on a whole tangent. I'm really passionate about birth work. I don't think that women are appreciated enough and I'm really here to help women be empowered. And sometimes my energy is really strong. Like I was at a birth this weekend, the midwife called me and she was like, can you come and adjust this mom? She's been in labor for like 24 hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming. And so I showed up at like 8.30. I'd never met this fucking woman in my life. I walked into her house. It's me, her doula, the midwife, and the midwife's assistant. So it's us four and this woman. And she's in the fucking throes of labor. She's in hard labor now. Because she's been laboring for 24 hours. She's been stalled me. at eight, dial, eight, dia, 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 She's dilated eight centimeters. Words. And she was stuck. And so the midwife was just like, please come take care of this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. I don't even know how I'd never met her before because the energy of it was just like, I was just there. I was just doing the work with them and I was supporting her and her pelvis was moving and she was ready and there was a lot of stuff happening and it was a lot of mental stuff. And so one point I like convinced her to go outside. I was like, you got this room, just go walk outside, like go for a walk in the backyard, like go put your feet in the grass, like just go. And it was like incredible to have the opportunity to be with a mom, you know, in the process of labor, because like. Those feelings are so intense. When a mom is going through that, she needs the most support ever. And her husband actually was asleep in the room because he was sleeping with the first kid. So he was resting. She's in her labor. All four of us were kind of gathered around her, her doula, the midwife, the midwife's assistant, and me. And we were all there for her. And at one point she was like, I'm so sorry. You guys are all so tired. And I was like, sis, we're here for you. Yeah. what like relax like stop worrying stop apologizing what are you doing I'm here for you I drove here for you like stop apologizing to me you can pay me later it's fine right now just be here like I'm here yeah. for you a lot of women
0: a lot of women um that's another thing with women and a lot of women I when I work with women I'm like you you gotta stop apologizing for stuff you're you're you you really gotta stop apologizing and I and I want to say like When I birthed my son, I was the most prepared for anything I've ever done in my life was when it came to birth of my son, like prepared over anything, any degree or anything I have the birth of my son. I was so prepared because to me, and it was just an inside calling. I have such a sacred reverence for birth, pregnancy, pregnancy the the miracle of creating a child like I have so much reverence and respect and devotion for it that when I did become pregnant I really kind of just withdrew myself from everything a lot of people didn't even know I was pregnant and I just focused on being around family taking care of myself being relaxed it only I was in labor for like 13 hours and it took me three times to push The only thing I know when I have another child, I will not have it in the hospital and I don't want any type of medication because they did give me Pitocin and that Pitocin made my contractions 10 times harder. You know what I'm saying? And but I had complete awareness and sovereignty of my body. I was the one telling the doctors and the nurses what to do because I was aware what was going on with me at all times. And, and I hate that I see a lot of women do not um, have that awareness around their body like that when it comes to just period pregnancy or just now they don't. And it's why it's very important for the work that you do with women as far as postpartum. And even with, you know, we can dive into that because I'm, I'm okay with talking about it, just the postpartum of abortions, you know, how much support women need after a, having an abortion. And also, uh, um, here's a question. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this question, but like after women have abortions, just, um, I've seen this and this is something that I, in my line of work of, they didn't do, they, there, there's a clearing, the energy that's still left in the womb from the abortion. I don't know if you feel that way or if you, if that's something that, and I see that with a lot of women that sometimes they have problems having children and I come and I find out that they, they did have an abortion and I'm like, there's probably some spiritual work that you need to have done because what do you feel about that?
1: Cause I see your face. Anytime you bring a baby into this world, it's not just a physical act. It's an emotional act. It's a mental act. It's a spiritual act. It's a psychological act. It's a psychic act. It's just like, there's so many things happening. If you choose to release that baby to God, and you're not ready for that baby, you make a choice to have an abortion that's your divine birth right it is your divine birth right to choose abortion if you so choose for whatever reason you have for wherever you are in your life you are making a sacred contract to have a baby at any time and when you decide that that's not for you at any given time it's not for you at any given time when i talk to my women that are having abortions there is eons worth of guilt there is the kind of shame and guilt that they have about that choice and that decision they have to work through that spiritually and mentally and physically and emotionally they have to work through that guilt they have to work through it and they have to choose it completely because if you have to choose an abortion it will haunt your life if you have choose it it will be the worst thing for you because you'll never get over it. The reason that I work as an abortion doula is because women do not have anyone to talk to sometimes that will understand what the fuck they're doing and what the fuck they're doing it for. Because everyone wants to call you selfish when you have an abortion. Everyone wants to think that you're the most terrible person in the world. Everyone wants to malign you. Everyone wants to give you, like we literally have an actual scenario where women... Have to go into abortion clinics and they're like, egged down, thrown eggs at, or thrown tomatoes at, or like, like literally, probably even shot at. Let's not even deny this, this is America. Oh
0: yeah, well come to Kansas.
1: <laughs> That's just some kind of old. Paradigm shit that's still playing because those fucking people that will throw eggs at you for having an abortion are probably not taking care of their kids anyway. Let's be really fucking honest. I honestly don't have the space for it anymore to like sympathize with people that are against freedom of choice because freedom of choice is everything to me. Sovereignty is my number one core value. If anyone tells me what to do, I literally, I have a tendency to just immediately want to say no. It's literally something I've had to work on and fix over the course of a long time. Because my first response all the time is just like, no, like, I don't want to do whatever you're telling me to do. I have to trust that that person wants to do what's best for me in order for me to like, you know, agree and submit. But submission is not a fucking game with me. Like, I, I just, and that's a whole nother topic. But women need to have a right to choose because sovereignty is the most important thing and i am such a proponent i'm not pro killing babies i'm pro a woman making a choice for herself because once you make a contract to have a baby you are in that's a dotted line you sign that shit you're in you're not going to be a half parent you are one or the other like it's there's no choice there like I, I get really frustrated a lot of times with people who, especially now that Roe Vade is a thing. You gave it to me. That's not ability to talk. I'm doing it too. <laughs> anyway. Um, it. Now that Roe Vade is like a thing again, I really feel like this is a time if ever to tell women like, Hey, I don't care. I love you. I'm with you. I support you. Like this title of having a sister, you know, and saying to somebody's sister, I've got you. Like, I don't use that word lightly. If I call a woman, my sister, like I'm, I'm, I'm a ride or die. Yeah, I'm a ride or die. Like I fucking show up, you know, and I'm here and I don't like, Once I call a woman's sister and she's doing the work with me and she wants to talk, like that's why I'm not everyone's abortion doula. I probably am a good one for women that really need a fucking kick in the pants. But if a woman wants to be like coddled, like it's not me. I'm not a coddler. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like the work that I do with abortion and miscarriage, like miscarriage is the hardest one. Miscarriage is the hardest one because if a woman is so ready for that baby and the baby decides that it's not ready for life for whatever reason at that time. Yeah it's such a, like, it's such a miserable experience, like, but it's grief, you know, like my mom died. Like I literally had to sit in the dark with my grief. There's no other way Mm -hmm. to live. Like you have to feel it. You have to process it. And it's a miserable experience, but then you process it and you get to the other side. And like, I can talk to my mom at any given point. Now I can just Mm -hmm. call her up like in my spiritual phone and be like, Oh my God, mommy, these people are so stupid. And she'll be like, yeah, I know.
0: She's always here though. That's the beautiful thing. She's
1: always here right here. And people used to say that to me all the time. Like I was really sad because she missed my graduation and she was Mm -hmm. the most excited about me becoming a doctor. Like nobody in my life was more excited about my, than my mom, you know? And she was such a proponent. She, like the moment I told her I was going to chiropractic school, like everyone was like, why chiropractic? And my mom was like, you're going to be a doctor. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll be a doctor. And it was like, it's so the title that I wear is for my mom. Like people sometimes are like, there's like a whole schism in chiropractic where they're like, I don't want to call myself doctor anymore. And I'm like, this isn't about you or me. This is about my mom. Like my mom wanted to have a daughter that was a doctor. My mom wanted to have, you know, that thing. So for me, like when I call myself Dr. Umber, Dr. Magic, like that's for my mom. Like Mm -hmm. you can just call me Umber, whatever. Like I don't care, but, um, it's, it's nice to be able to have given her that. And it was really hard. She wasn't there that day, but I've never cried more and I've never felt her more clearly than in that moment. Like when they called my name, you know, like there was just Mm -hmm. this feeling where like I could feel her right there with me. Like she was right
0: there. Like you said, you were doing it for your, for your mom. I mean, you were doing, you're serving. This is what it came through in this type of, in this way, but also that your biggest fan was your mom and you get to honor her every single time that you're serving someone or just showing up and doing this work for somebody you're also paying honor and homage to your mother too which is a beautiful thing cuz she's always there too guiding you and that mother energy and um i i I wanted to say this in like as far as cuz one i appreciate and honor the work you do because there's not a time in history but right now that women need us they need this work they need to understand how powerful they, are. they need someone like you to who if they're un- unpowered you're going to empower them and, and let them know that the power is always in them you know and women don't understand like you said the key word you said they're divine birthright their divine inheritance, and my friend and I were saying this last night about like some of us we some of us that have been on this path like we knew we were powerful, but we didn't own our power. It's one thing to know you're powerful, you know you affect people, but then to really step into it, own it, and then you see how everybody really kind of like uh, works around. We might have a little guest with us, but uh, works around us. <laughs> we have a little guest, hold on one second. Hold on here. <laughs> what I was saying is like at this important time, women need this, they need us. They need these women like us and more women who are ready to step into the work they're calling, their prophecy of why we came here to do this work. And so it's so important as for us to show up. It was important. It was divinely orchestrated for all of us to be in that circle that day. And then for you to step in and do more of the work you do, quantum birth work, Akasha records, astrology, chiropractic, work. I can't even say the word, but I see a chiropractic. Chiropractic. Tick. we gonna turn this we're gonna turn this whole episode into an English episode because Amber cannot talk and I just want isn't you know funny that,
1: isn't that funny that our names are the same and I say mine's funny. so different people are always so caught up with that they're like what and I literally have had to come up with cute names like so my kids in my practice call me Dr. Cucumber Dr. Cucumber they love but that. Amber is Arabic the name Amber is Arabic uh so there's a lot of different variations so my name okay. actually means light umber and then umber in latin means shadow
0: and then the other version of amber is spiritual wisdom spiritual yeah spiritual wisdom I mean no spiritual transformation
1: you want to hear something crazy crazy? one of Kali's names Um umba ma Um -ma. Um umba ma and so when I when I was younger and even now my dad my uncles my I have three uncles and a dad, or I had, I had three now. I have two, but all of them have always called me Umber Ma. Umber Ma. Literally, since I was like a kid, that was like my little, little nickname, Mitima or Ma. And then my dad sometimes like Umber Ma. Like, and so my uncles sometimes say that to me because I didn't have a grandfather. He had passed before I was born. Um, but it's crazy because a while ago I found out that one of Kali's other names, her aliases is Umber Ma. And I was like, I'm literally an embodiment of Kali. Like, no you wonder are people are people are so polarized by me. Actually, one of my first memories of me in elementary school, which is really freaky to say on a podcast, but like this is real life. I used to draw swastikas in school in elementary. But you school. know what? But you know, but <clears throat> but in Kali's main in Kali's main temple in Calcutta, there is the first thing you see when you walk in is that big swastika. So literally, yeah, sacred
0: geometry,
1: Hitler took the swastika and turned it into his own ship, but he turned it to the side. So the swastikas that I drew as a kid were all Kali swastikas. And then I'm doing it right now. And I'm so sorry if anybody's watching this, that's like of Jewish affiliation and is thinking that I'm doing something wrong. Swastikas in Hinduism are like the most sacred symbol. And I had no notion of this as a child because my parents are Muslim and I didn't grow up learning swastikas, but then, because I obviously don't have hit like Nazis that I live with either. Like, so, you know, it's like, how the fuck was I in elementary school yeah. drawing swastikas? I don't know. But yeah. um, that's kind of confirmed a lot of stuff from past lives for me because like when I, I was reading Kali's book and- I was reading it on my Kindle. And so then when, you know, the Kindle doesn't show you the stuff that's in the middle, like the photos. And then I turned to one of the photos and it was it was Kali's first temple in Calcutta. And it was like the swastika. And I was like, are you shitting me? Like, what the hell? It's just, she's, I'm definitely an embodied. She's told me that before too, in prayer, in meditation. She was mm-hmm. like, she's like, no wonder. She's like, she's like don't, don't she's like, don't be, she's like, don't be so scared or don't be so upset that you, I'm not scared. you feel away. Don't you be so upset. Don't, you, you know what you said. If
0: you you, you t- that you trigger people. Like I was like, "What's up?" How you so doing
1: she said, "She said, don't be upset that you push people away. You're literally an embodiment of me." And I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. no wonder people either love me or hate me. That's a thing, mm-hmm. straight up." Because same are, huh? Same with me. Yeah, I mean, I'm very polarizing, and I'm learning that so much more now than ever before. Like my previous husband actually used to say something that I I still think about it. The things that you love about people in the beginning are what you hate about them at the end. Mm. And I remember he told me that and I was like, huh. And I still think about that. I'm like, yo, like that's so real because- I've had people in my life that loved how sharp I am and loved how smart I am and loved how like channeled and impulsive and sharp my tongue is and how mm-hmm. I can just say anything and how I can, you know, fill up the whole room with my energy. I've had people that love that about me, but at the end they were like.
0: It wasn't, en- it was like, they couldn't do it anymore.
1: Too much. And it's like, I mean, look, like when you're channeling energy, I don't get to say like, oh, less, please give me less. Like <laughs> I, wish, more. I wish, I wish I could more. say, okay, I'm, I'm complete. Like, let me chill instead. Like when you're channeling energy, you're channeling all of the energy. Like I don't get to say to a woman in the middle of birth, like, okay, have less of the baby. That's enough baby. Like that baby's coming out. Like that baby's all the baby. Like yeah. people that love me for parts of me are not my people but you know what also i want to say
0: like because people are getting to see spirituality in a different they get to i think some people be thinking spirituality is us sitting on a mat and, you know just sitting there just meditating all day no like tasha says spiritual people be like "Fuck you fuck off like i'm protecting my peace you know we come in all different shapes sizes colors we What's
1: Erica Badu, what Badu say? What does Erica Badu say? Erica Badu is like, I'm all love and light, but don't try me because I got a Newport and a pack of Colts, like, or a Colt <laughs> and a pack of Newports, like. Erica Badu said it best. Let's not even try Shit, to man. pretend.
0: Like, Shit, let's not even man. try to
1: pretend. Like, people really want to try me though. That's the thing. But like I said it a couple of days ago, I was like, yo, these are healing hands, but don't fucking try me. Don't fucking try me. <laughs>
0: Don't because
1: i've it. learned how to protect at this point like i i will smuck a f- smack of smuck <laughs> <laughs> you didn't got it you didn't caught it you didn't caught it umber you no, didn't caught it oh I, I will smack <laughs> a fuck boy so quick <laughs> with some florida water on that motherfucker like goodbye i'm done um, Yo, this
0: is like at all my podcasts like i we cuss on here but this has been I feel like we really have let, we really have let, let loose. And I really do. That's
1: that's what I bring out in everybody. Like people are always <laughs> like, yo, I'm loose around you. And I'm like,
0: hmm. listen, I cuss, I'm someone who cusses. So it's, it's not a big deal. We can talk. It's all about living by design. We're being our true, you're being your three, five emotional generator. And I'm bringing my four, six, bringing you from out of my network to this podcast and sharing your light, sharing your, your essence and all the good. And I want everybody to catch all that. I want them, because you are for somebody. Some people need this type of work, this type of healing, and they need it in this form. Some people need to be held their hand. We're not gonna hold your hand. We're gonna tell you what it is. And I know that um, we've talked so much and I'm gonna have to bring you back on again because we have- we're almost like to an hour and usually we just don't go over that much that long. We you no, know, we probably no, we have gone over an hour just like talking about everything. And I know I'll have you on again and we'll go deeper into Akasha Records in astrology. We could talk about all the good stuff with that. And um, because we have so much coming up. But um, oh, and Lionsgate is coming up but i want everybody to know how they can find you how they can work with you and i'm going to also put all that information on the on the page and on the youtube page how they can be able to connect with you
1: um dr magic on instagram my twitter is private because i'd be i'd be saying a lot of crazy shit so i have to keep you private um I'm in South Florida. If anybody's listening is in South Florida that wants to see me, Um, my office is in Boca, but I'd be open to connecting mobile. I did a concierge work to start. So I didn't get to finish telling you the story of how I got from where I was on my path to chiropractic, but I guess we'll save that for another episode because it's a good story. Um, But yeah, I'm available for chiropractic. Um, I'm available for quantum birth work. I can do telehealth. So if you're as far away and you want to connect for... Um, abortion doula work or uh, miscarriage doula work there's a link on my Instagram that you can book with me and uh, let's see if you need help with astrology or you want your Akashic records read or you want both of those things read uh, you can make an appointment with me there's also I think on the link tree a link for that as well Um, and then just reaching out in the DMs is a really good way like I respond to pretty much everybody Um, let's see If you're interested in my circles, I have a circle this coming Sunday. I don't know if you're going to post this immediately, but if you do miss it, it's fine. But the circle is July 31st. Uh, It's at 11 a.m. And it's all about um, learning how to intuitively eat and learning how to deprogram um, our body image issues, um, uh, like from the patriarchy and just like from, the parts of us that made us think that we weren't, you know, good enough. So, uh, the circle is going to be really intense, but it's available, um, at Sunday at 11 AM Eastern time. Um, and then I usually do circles. I'm going to do a circle next month. Um, and it, this one, the one that's going to be for Virgo season, and it's going to be about, um, natural birth control fertility planning, Mm. um, becoming more aware of our cycles. I think a lot of women aren't talking about that still and they don't understand. Like one of my friends just got off of birth control and she still doesn't understand how a cycle works. And so like, it's gonna be for women, by women and it's gonna be all about explaining um, Mm. how to track your cycles, how to, and I'm probably gonna do it with a midwife because I think that that would be a really good idea to have like a midwife there to do the circle with, but it's gonna be a circle. It's gonna be available on Zoom. Um, and I do those circles once a month. So if you have any questions, or just want to be a part of a mailing list, or just want to connect, um, Dr. Umbermagic at gmail.com, or Dr. Magic uh, on Instagram. Uh, okay. It's M A J I K. And then that's it. That's all I got, I think. And
0: I'm gonna share all of those. I always put everybody's links on everything, and this will go out. This. Episode won't go out until next week. Um, okay, so you're going be- to share yeah, everything and then it'll be on the Instagram page. So people will be able to contact you because that's one thing I want to be is a resource for people if they're looking for this type of work or they're looking for someone to work with because I know you also do online coaching and you there's, so, there's a plethora of, you're very multidimensional. So I always make my podcast. I bring people on that people can, they're, they're looking for that, you know, because when I'm looking for, I remember I had a VA and she was, she was into all the stuff I'm into and I'm like, I need to work with you. Like, and I've been looking for somebody like you, that's going to understand the work I do. So I want to thank Dr. Umber Magic for coming on and we're going to have her on again and we can go deeper in we're going to hear it. It's going to be a part two, um, cause we got a lot to talk about and I love your magic and you're my sister and I need everybody to know who you are. I need people to get your medicine and we're going to get you. And I want everybody just to know. I just want everybody to know. Okay. Um, so I'll see you guys in the next episode and thank you for turning tuning in. I can't, oh my God, I can't talk today. All right. Thank you. Bye everybody.